So Amber, you guys brought in a horrifying book and it's sitting over there on <laughs> yeah. the table yeah. underneath Mark's phone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it sounds a little bit like a tin hat, like oh, yeah. Nazi Germany, yeah. like kind of a thing, like a video game basis, maybe. What we have seen is that our sex education curriculum is a direct result of the ongoing work of what was happening in Nazi Germany. The experimentation. Perfect. That's exactly what I as a parent want to hear. Welcome to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family and filmmaking. I'm Amber Archer. On today's show, we're going to share a recent sit-down interview Mark and I did with Abigail Lorenzen with Right to Life Northeast Indiana on the I Choose Life News and Views radio broadcast. Listen in as we talk through Inwood Drive happenings, the mind polluters, and much, much more. Today with us in studio, we have the Archers, good friends of Right to Life of Northeast Indiana. They are a couple who has an organization called Fearless Features. Right now they're doing documentaries. I believe you've done some other projects too, which maybe we can highlight here. But we've had them on before, so if they sound familiar, that's for good reason. If you were able to join us just this past Wednesday, we had a book signing that they were at. They did a documentary last year about Dr. Ulrich Klopfer called Inwood Drive and then did the book version of it. So that's what they had at the book signing 10 extra bounty points if you were there and got the book and talked to the archers because they're a phenomenal (laughs) couple to talk to. I love personally the husband-wife dynamic that goes into the team. That's anytime I've got a husband-wife team, I love that. So we're going to let them tell us a little bit about Inwood Drive just to give everybody a quick refresher and let you know where you can find the documentary itself, the film version, and also the book. And then we're going to delve into a new documentary they're working on. They feel a little bit like a steam locomotive to me. Like, all right, we're done with that one. We're going to keep going. Um, we cannot wait. Like, there is so much work to do. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing it because there is. And I stumble across this stuff and then we put it up on Facebook and people share it around and it sort of mm-hmm. dies. But a documentary has a lot more lasting impact than that. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that you're doing this work. So talking about Inwood Drive and then talking about mind polluters with Mark and Amber Archer. Good morning. Thank you for having us. So Inwood Drive has been really great, especially during this COVID season when Mm. we can't gather and get together. But we can get educated, motivated and inspired online and at home because, as you know, Inwood Drive is the true story of how Allen County became known as the second largest abortion desert in the United States by holding our local abortionist, George Klopfer, accountable for his grievous malpractice, all because of the tireless efforts of you, Abigail, and (laughs) others at Right to Life Northeast Indiana and our local elected officials and everyday citizens willing to lend their voices and efforts for the unborn and their mothers. Inwood Drive, I think, is particularly special Mm -hmm. because... You guys had the last interview with Klopfer before he died. Right. And he's, he's in the film. He is. Yeah. He speaks got for his himself. Audio in it, which I think. So, for a lot of people, maybe they've seen pictures of Dr. Klopfer in the news. And some of our sidewalk counselors have had many in depth conversations with mm-hmm. him. But to hear his own voice state mm-hmm. his own thoughts, right. there's no voiceover needed. It's him. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating and then that's the end of it there's no more you can get from him anymore right Right. and so it is it is the definitive documentary on him it was an interesting dynamic too in just having his voice because he wouldn't allow you to video record he wouldn't let us bring a camera in but he would let us record it and he gave us permission to use it in the film and so from a storytelling standpoint that's an interesting dynamic just having the voice i spent Many, many, many Saturdays 
over there just getting shots of the outside of the clinic because what are you going to show? Right. It was a lot of interesting workarounds because we had nothing of him. The only time you actually see him is in towards the end from some old news reports. Yeah. And we recently, the board of Right to Life was able to walk through his clinic Mm -hmm. now that, so he's passed over a year ago now and some of his relatives and a few of his Fort Wayne friends actually had been working on cleaning up the clinic, getting ready to sell it. And we were able to walk through it and oh my goodness, there's a reason why you weren't allowed to bring a camera in. We're sure. I mean, it was when we went in and terrifying. It, yeah, it was just hordes of stuff. And that's exactly what we said when we walked away. It's like, this guy's a hoarder. He was, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. And then we found evidence even more so oh. when the 2,411 babies were found exactly. on his property. <laughs> yeah. So an incredible documentary, um, mm-hmm. really interesting. Because then you guys, you had finished it mm-hmm. and then he died and then the babies were found and then you had to reopen, oh, yes. like taking a can opener to it. <laughs> Let's pull the lid back off and then add this piece of the yeah. story now. Yeah, so, it's, so things changed. I mean, it was like we started the film because we were so fascinated by how somehow, you know, out in California, they did a study and, and Fort Wayne mm-hmm. was the second largest abortion desert. That started the whole thing. And then it changed. I mean, the Lord just had another idea in mind. And we're like, whoa, what is this? But I mean, what a what a way to honor the things that our community has done and to honor those babies. And it's a piece of history now, what America is and what we're all fighting mm-hmm. for and against. Interesting, too, how towards the end, when we we had what we thought was all of the materials and we There was sort of a pause and we said, okay, well, enough delay. We're just going to finish this thing off. So we kind of cleared our schedule that summer to just get the film done. And Mm -hmm. we were just cranking to get it Mm -hmm. done because then we went, we just just said, we got to get this done. We got to get it out. And then, you know, putting on, we we did the executive screening that you were at. And Mm -hmm. then we were trying to get the film into the marketplace onto Amazon in particular. And there was all these delays and we couldn't figure out what the deal was. And then bam, then the news dropped and we knew immediately why. Yeah. This is why it hasn't happened. released yet. Yeah. But it was a six month delay then while we waited. Real quick aside, talking about Klopfer, his brother-in-law, Mark, who was the one who found the babies is keynoting our March for life rally in Fort Wayne, January 23rd. And you guys had him on the radio program. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Kathy mm-hmm. had him on. Yep. Yeah. So that, I think it'll be fascinating for people to be able to meet him. Yeah. And hear what he has to say in person. Because he has his own story as well that he oh, brings yeah. into it. All right. So if people want to find Inwood Drive, they can go to fearlessfeatures.org. Yes. Fantastic. I it's love also, your logo, by the way. It's the also lion. on Amazon. Oh. Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, there Prime, you go. Prime, Prime. Video. It's... Uh, You can rent it or purchase it on Amazon and also on Vimeo. And then if you go to fearlessfeatures.org, you can buy the DVD and the book. (laughs) Sweet. Next one. Archers, you're working on Mind Polluters. The Mind Polluters. The Mind Polluters. Yes. Well, every good film starts with a good question. So Uh the question that we asked starting off with Inwood was how did Allen County become the second largest abortion desert in the country? The Mind Polluters really started with the question of how did this perverse sexual education agenda take hold in our schools? We were alerted to it. Like a lot of people, we, we were watching uh, actually an episode of Glenn Beck and we saw he had done an episode on global grooming 
Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the tie-in between the education system and global sex trafficking and grooming and had some very interesting people on there. Well, Amber posted that to Facebook. And then later that day, someone tagged her in a response and said, you should. Christy Stutzman, our local representative. Yeah, tagged her in a response and said, you should talk to Rhonda Miller with Purple for Parents Indiana. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. it, suddenly we found ourselves connecting with people who were neck deep in this right. battle. In the trenches. In mm-hmm. the trenches. And so we very quickly were able to connect with and kind of get this full immersion into how this has all come about. And it's the fascinating thing is that it goes back and it has ties to one of the things that we talked about in Inwood Drive, particularly in the book, is post-World War II Germany and Operation Paperclip where they brought the Nazi scientists out of Germany to the U.S. Which was Klopfer's dad. That was Klopfer's dad was part of that. Well, when you ask the question, how did all of this perverse sex education start to happen in the schools, it goes all the way back to that. And we're still doing research. And the influence (laughs) that was put on a professor at Indiana University in the late 40s named Dr. Alfred Kinsey. Yeah, yeah, that will be a familiar name if anybody has yeah. background knowledge in yes. sex education. So it's been stuff. interesting. We're still researching. I mean, we're still in the development phase of the film. Well, and we've talked before on this program about Sanger's connection to the Nazi scientists. Mm-hmm. Yes. So granted, I don't know all the in-depth history that you guys are starting to get into mm-hmm. here. But from what you just said, Mark, it seems like a really bad idea to bring Nazi scientists into the U.S., Even if you're going to put them in some sort of like an insane asylum, it Mm -hmm. just seemed like, how about Siberia? Like it just seems like a really bad idea to bring them here. Because you see the ripple effect. I mean, look, even just George, one family, one man, tens of thousands of lives. You find one of the, one of the problems, the, the argument from the other side, and this is documented. This is our U S government. So operation paperclip was the CIA U.S. intelligence agencies and the military. You know, Klopfer, George's family was brought over by and sponsored by the U.S. Army through Operation Paperclip. His dad, Oscar, was a chemical engineer specializing in organic chemistry, and he was brought over to work for a company in Detroit called the Copolymer Corporation to develop synthetic rubber products for the Army. And so the people that advocate this, they always will point to this and say, but look at how much our nation and our defense program has benefited from this Operation Paperclip. They'll point to Werner von Braun, the father of the U.S. space program, Mm. right? Saturn V with the moonshot. That was all because of stealing away these scientists. I see. And Mm -hmm. so So it's intellectual piracy. Right. So they'll, they'll justify it with, but look at all of these things and how much we've advanced. Okay. But we don't want to talk about the, you know, the bad seeds. (laughs) So some of them were put into DOD programs. The rest of them were populated in our universities. And that is where this all started. And that influence then of the corrupt. What we have seen is that our sex education curriculum is a direct result of the ongoing work of what was happening in Nazi Germany. The experimentation. Perfect. That's exactly what I, as a parent, want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nazi Germany sex ed programs in my schools. Yes. In one form or another, while we don't want to actually call it that, that's what it really is mm-hmm. and where it stems from. 
So Amber, you guys brought in a horrifying book and it's sitting over there on <laughs> yes. the table yes. underneath Mark's phone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it sounds a little bit like a tin hat, like, ah, oh, yeah. Nazi Germany, yeah. like kind of a thing, like a video game basis maybe. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned 27 states are already using this book yes. or the curriculum that goes with the it. The curriculum that goes with it. That's mm-hmm. correct. Okay. And before we launch into that fully, I want to do a little term definition here between sexual risk avoidance programs and comprehensive sex education. I don't know the first one that you're talking about, but comprehensive sex education, it's one of the the greatest assaults on the health and innocence of children. This is because unlike traditional sex education, comprehensive sexual sexuality education is highly explicit and promotes promiscuity and high-risk sexual behaviors to children as a healthy and normal. So their focus is teaching children how to obtain sexual pleasure in various ways. And it goes on and on. And I mean, even even through the curriculum, you begin to realize why we have such a promiscuous culture now. Because it's it's all about me and and my pleasure. It's all about me feeling good. I mean, there's I don't want to use terms on the radio because yeah. it's just vulgar. It, it's, yeah. it's vulgar. And we don't, our children are being exposed to this in the classroom. Yeah. So sexuality, especially in light of Christian sexuality, our design from God mm-hmm. is meant to be in between two people. Right. And a man so, and a woman. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Let's be even clarify. more specific. Yes. A man, right. Okay. So you have man and woman and their sexuality is together. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like by nature, it takes that and it makes it about the one person and it's all self-centered. So everything wraps inwards. Yes. And then you can see everything else makes sense. Mm-hmm. If it's all about what I want and how I want to feel, then the LGBTQ, everything oh, makes yeah. total sense oh, because yeah. it's just, a, and abortion makes sense because mm-hmm. it's just about me yep. and how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So by contrast, then sexual risk avoidance programs, if you're a parent and you're sort of looking out for this stuff, I want to make a differentiation here for you. So sexual risk avoidance programs are abstinence programs. Those are the ones that come in and say sex should be between a man and a woman inside of marriage. So you have a concrete relationship and then this sexual relationship inside of that then continues to solidify the marriage. And then there's the upbringing of children. By contrast, then you have the comprehensive sex ed, Mm -hmm. which is the highly explicit, let's normalize everything, but because it's all just about how I want to feel right now. So 27 states have what? Well, the comprehensive sex ed, there are four big ones. And I I was just looking to see if I I don't have them listed here on my sheet. I wish I would have brought them. But there are four big comprehensive sex ed that are, I mean, there are places even in Washington, they're voting for it on the ballot, whether or not to let it in their public school systems, because parts of it are already there. So what you see, like with using this book as an example, it's a sample of the kinds of things that are in the CSE curriculum. So this is a book that is over a million copies in print for ages 10 and up. So we have a 10 year old, she's in fifth grade. And I went and I found this book at the library, too. So you can go to the kids section of the library and find it. But this kind of material where they're teaching and you've seen the pictures, it is basically just before we started here. It's basically cartoon porn. Nothing is off limits. It's this is what they call solo sex. This is how you have sex with someone of the opposite gender or the same gender. That's okay too. There's a chapter dealing with sexual identity. 
maybe you don't feel like you're a boy and you can pretend you're a girl. I mean, it's all covered in there. How many so, pages is that book? I mean, it's uh, a pretty decent sized book. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. And then it's got illustrations all the way through because it's built for kids. Mm-hmm. Right, this is. And then the uh, illustrations. About yeah, 100 are, pages. Yeah, everything that the words say, the illustrations illustrate. And so you can imagine if the words are everything that Mark was just explaining what the illustrations might be like. Right. Not something that I want Ruthie toddling around in the library and pulling uh, out of the shelf. No. Right. And it has a nice bright red binding. Right. Yeah. Easy to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What disturbed us, like any other parents, is knowing, I, I don't think that any of us are necessarily surprised that this stuff exists, but finding out that this is what is now being implemented into the school curriculums. And parents are not made aware. It's not like they're getting a note sent home saying, hey, this is what we're going to teach. They're just teaching this stuff. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of parents don't know is that there are opt-out waivers for their children. But you have to go seek those out. Right. Right. And then you mentioned that it's on ballots. Yes. And that terrifies me because being in Right to Life, I know how little people tend to research what's on their ballot. Exactly. And That's, you just randomly pick. And then you're you like, think, yeah, sex ed. We don't want kids getting pregnant. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and because they're also disguising it as puberty talk, it's no longer called sex ed. Now it's puberty, puberty talk, talk. In, in some states. So they're finding ways to keep this curriculum in there and going, and it's destroying our kids. What makes it so sinister is it all goes back when you when you trace the origins of this all the way back to Kinsey. He published two reports that really started the ball rolling for the sexual revolution in 1948, 1953, the Kinsey reports, the male report, the female report. And the whole notion of Kinsey and his research was, first of all, Kinsey was a homosexual Mm -hmm. and he was a sadomasochist. His research involved, among other things, all of the women that he used as his subjects Mm -hmm. were prostitutes. He interviewed prisoners, homosexuals, Anything that didn't agree with what he was trying to present, he would throw out. And we have documentation of people that worked with him on this that said he threw out 75% of the data because it wasn't giving the results that he wanted. It wasn't advancing the narrative that he was trying to advance. So you guys do a lot of digging for your documentaries. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've done just a teeny bit of digging on Kinsey when -hmm. I was looking into what should we do about sex ed programs in Mm -hmm. our area. And that stuff is easy to uncover. It's all out there. Mm -hmm. And it talks... Well, we have Kinsey Institute. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole institute after this guy. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the subjects Mm -hmm. and how they were prisoners and they were the outliers of society. And yet he used them to create these reports that then normalized all that behavior. And then the culture sees it and goes, Oh, well, if it's normal, then I can Mm -hmm. act on whatever it was Mm -hmm. that was hiding in the shadows that I've been ignoring this whole time, or it plants new ideas. Mm -hmm. What's really sinister is that, and a lot of people will hear this and say, okay, that was back in the forties. All right, but we've moved on. But the Kinsey Institute, even now, they have what they call their uh, Kinsey Reporter app, I think it is. Yeah. And this is an app for your smartphone. And it allows you to participate in their research by reporting your sexual escapades to them securely through this app. And the Kinsey Institute, they have taken great strides to make this so that you as a pedophile, for example, can feel that you can report your assaults securely and 
nobody's going to find out. And you're participating in this research. Invaluable mm-hmm. research. Yeah, and it so val- what, validates yeah. Yes. Yeah, what I'm doing. So yeah. what they're doing is they're giving an outlet mm-hmm. to sexual abusers, pedophiles, the whole gamut. And none of it gets reported to the police. Exactly. Right? In fact, Kinsey himself, it's well documented. One of the individuals that was feeding him data was a Nazi guard, okay, who was a pedophile. We can't and, get away from and it. And this Nazi guard would send reports to Kinsey on his assaults of children in the concentration camps. And these children, basically, they had, it was either go with this right. guard and be assaulted or go to your death. Right. And that's all part of the research that went into justifying our sexual revolution. So aren't you glad you asked? I No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but no. It's terrifying to the point where it almost sounds unreal. Mm-hmm. Right. And that makes me a little bit nervous because I think some of the parents in our culture would much rather plug their ears and go, la, 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 Absolutely. la, 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 exactly. That's why we're here. Sound an alarm. But yeah. it's impacting mm-hmm. the kids in our schools. And then, right, so then parents, and we hear this from the older generations, I feel like we make fun of them for it. They're like, what's wrong with kids today? Yeah. Well... The education system mm-hmm. uh, is the answer, but some of it is not. It's yeah. not their fault. Right. Because they've got these programs that are coming in and telling you everything's good. And we've had Planned Parenthood, ex-Planned Parenthood people on the program before, and they've talked about how Planned Parenthood has taught them when they go into schools how to normalize everything within yeah. the first like 10 minutes of the first class. Throw everything out there, all the lingo, all the jargon, everything, and we're going to normalize it all. Yep. And then we move on from there so that everything is on the table mm-hmm. and explicit. And it all goes back to because we've removed the word of God from the schools, we've removed the word of God from the public square. The authority of God. And so <laughs> if you have no absolute Mm-hmm. Well, then anything goes. Literally and, anything and goes. And yeah. that's really for us what, what drives the question when we look at it as Christians and we look at it and say, how in the world did we get to this point as a society? And we know that our story will always go back to where is the church mm-hmm. or where was the church in this? And we have some really fascinating interviews uh, that we're lining up already with people that have been researching this for decades. And help to lay out the progression of even in church literature, seeing even Kinsey and Planned Parenthood authors in church sexual education Mm -hmm. literature Mm -hmm. through the years. And like you said, people want to plug their ears to it, go, I I don't believe it. Well, it's there and it has been, we're part of the generation that has grown up in this and not knowing any different. This goes back multiple generations to when you could find a society that knew, still knew how to blush. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to blush anymore. Mm-hmm. Nothing shocks us anymore. I do. I blush constantly. <laughs> I had a dream last night and I was blushing in the dream. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I'm going to come back to that 27 number again because it's massive. That's over half yeah. the states in the U.S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a list of those states? Yes, like, you can go can on to you... stopcse.org and you can look for your state. They have information on what you can do to try and stop it or yeah. get involved in the fight. Stop CSE, Comprehensive yep. Sex Education, right? Mm-hmm. Stopcse.org. Yep. Okay. And when do you guys think that you might be 
This is, sounds like a funny question because the whole Inwood Drive thing. When do you think this, your documentary might be ready for viewing? Well, we are hoping to get fun. I mean, we're in fundraising mode right now. Oh, we're, we're in the that's de- good to know too. Yeah, we're in the development stage. And so we can't really start anything until we get funding. I mean, lessons learned through doing Inwood. Yeah. And then, so now that's sort of where we're at. So until we can actually get funded, you know, to the point to where we can start, then... Okay. So if people want to help you mm-hmm. get this documentary put together and ready for public consumption, do they go to fearlessfeatures.org yes. and there's a donate page? Yes, there is. Yep. Okay. You go to fearlessfeatures.org and right on the front page, you can see Inwood Drive and you can see the Mind Polluters. It's all right there. Go to the Mind Polluters page and there's a donate button. And then you can stop back at the Inwood Drive page. Sure. And, and pick up your DVD your and book. Yeah. Do you have any advice for parents who are listening to this and going, oh my goodness, because Indiana tends to be a fairly conservative state, Mm -hmm. but who have friends in other states that are more liberal Mm -hmm. and kids in the public schools, and now there's a high likelihood that they're being subjected to this. Do you have any sort of like action points that parents can follow? Well, parents can actually get involved, especially get involved in the PTAs and get Mm -hmm. on boards. We we just have to be involved. I think too many of us have kind of set back and... Abdicated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's really just a matter of educating yourself on what your kids are bringing home, what they're being taught. Ask your school system. I mean, you absolutely can call. That's, you know, public information. Call, go in and visit however you want to do it and ask them, what's the curriculum that you're using? I want to see it. You have a right as a parent to view those and look at those. You have to engage. And I know it's difficult. We have three kids. We know how difficult it is. But you have to engage and ask the questions and not let yourself feel intimidated like, well, I don't really want to. We always go, I don't want to be that parent. No, nope, You that. have to be that parent. Somebody has to be. Someone has because to be Because if you don't parent. talk to them, somebody else will. Exactly. Right. Yeah, the other side doesn't care. They're yeah. not intimidated. Yeah. And then look for those opt-out waivers, right? Absolutely, Well, there's yeah. sort of two parts to that that I want to bring. A, look for the opt-out waivers for not, your own not, kids. Not every state has it because not every state has these comprehensive sex ed yet. Right. Look at what you've got in your schools. If there's an opt-out waiver and the program doesn't line up with Christian values, then mm-hmm. great, opt-out. But also raise a stink. Exactly. And I'm sure stopcse.org has stuff on that. They do. It's one thing to just protect your own child, but that's not the end of our duty. It's the old, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And so if you find this in your school system, start talking about it. Tell the other parents about it. Talk to the school about it. Let people know that you are not good with this. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's really incredible what one parent's voice can do. Because we're doing what we're doing. Yeah, (laughs) because if it's being pushed just from the inside, then as Mm -hmm. soon as a parent, one of the consumers comes up and says, "Uh, uh, 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 uh," then the whole system gets thrown back into pause mode. Mm -hmm. And there's a time here now we can actually do something. We have to raise our voices. There's a lot of power in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that we abdicate that power without realizing that it's even in our toolbox Mm -hmm. in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because we've let ourselves get so distracted with everything that doesn't matter. That's true, too. Thanks, Mark and Amber Archer. You bet. Fearlessfeatures.org. First documentary was in Wood Drive, and there's a book version of that too. And now the new project, The Mind Polluters, if you want to check that out. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for for having us. us.